right, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Wisconsin Show Choir Download. I'm your host, William Soki, and this is episode number 81 of the download, and it is a competition weekly episode where I review and preview all things Wisconsin Competitive Show Choir. As always, this episode is brought to you by Homeroom Show Choir, so make sure to check out their flagship podcast, Show Choir Nation, which I am a co-host of. They had six guests on their most recent episode spanning from New England to California and all across the country. So if you're interested in more national show choir stuff, be sure to hit up Show Choir Nation and go to homeroomshowchoir.com. It is a rather newsy time of the season right now. I now know of multiple new wrinkles to the competition season next year that now is not the time to share because we're in the middle of this season, but it's very interesting how far out in advance things move, and so next year's competition season, by all means, will not be looking the same as this competition season, but we have a lot to review, and we've got a lot to preview as well, so let's take a look at all of that. Starting off with the Lacrosse Central Invitational, this one was Friday only, if you're looking for the story of why Saturday got canceled, you can go back and listen to episode number 80, and I cover it pretty in-depth, at least from the pieces that I had put together as to why Saturday was canceled. So coming out on top here, we have Holman Midwest Connection, second place on Alaska Topo the Middle, third place Lacrosse Star Power Alpha, fourth place Ford Atkinson, fourth Street Singers, and fifth place on Alaska in the middle. Peoria Soundwave did drop out of this competition as their high school group could not attend with the cancellation of the Saturday portion. But we still did get to see a lot of Wisconsin's best middle school show choirs face off. So a couple of notes on this one. Congratulations to Holman for being, at least from what I can tell, the first overall winner of a competition in Wisconsin that is a middle school. You know, we have middle school only competitions in Iowa and Nebraska and things like that. And I think based off of the field here, I think there definitely is an opportunity for somebody to host perhaps just a middle school festival on a Friday night or a Saturday or something like that. Obviously, it's a lot easier said than done. I know what goes into hosting competitions and things like that, but I think this is something that could be kind of a serendipitous revelation, and perhaps someone wants to take up that opportunity of hosting a competition just for middle schools. I think if you host it in an area that has a lot of them, uh, you'll do pretty well. So competition-wise, I think Holman has pretty much solidified themselves as being on top. They pulled off a pretty big win at Sauk Prairie a couple of weeks ago now, and then they repeated it here. Wait, no, that was actually at West Salem, I do believe. So Holman Middle School, really coming on strong here. Elliot Rickert, I believe, is the director there. So congratulations to all of them. And then Onalaska has asserted itself over the Lacrosse Middle School Coalition as probably the second best middle school group in that part of the state. Lacrosse started out the season by beating them at Holman, but then the tables have turned a couple of times since then. Interesting to see Fort Atkinson here in fourth place just kind of on the outside looking in from, I guess, the new lacrosse middle school big three. So some interesting stuff there out of lacrosse central. And then we're going to head up to Eau Claire Memorial Winterfest in the middle school division, Eau Claire South one over Chippewa Falls. So those groups are now one and one on the season. I don't think they will see each other again in a competitive setting. So it's just going to probably end in a tie score for the season. In the prep division, 6th place Augusta Mixtape, 5th place Fall Creek Cricket Correlation, 4th place Washburn Fire and Ice, 3rd place Bloomington Kennedy Eastside Rhythm, 2nd place Bloomington Jefferson Jive, and in 1st place on Alaska Express. Obviously, the big groups from the schools with big varsity programs are on top here. Interesting to see that Bloomington Kennedy was 3rd in this division. I think I maybe would have had them out in front before this competition, but regardless, looking at that bottom three, Washburn, Fall Creek, and Augusta, to me, that's where the real action is in this division. Congratulations to Washburn and basically clearing best-in-class Fall Creek is a solid program most years, and then Augusta wrapping up their debut competition season. 
Moving on to the varsity division here in Eau Claire. Not here. I'm not recording this in Eau Claire. Not here in Eau Claire. The varsity division in Eau Claire. Missing out on finals, we had West Salem Sensations, Eau Claire North Northern Airs, and South St. Paul South Side Sensation. And then in sixth place, the Chippewa Falls Chai High Harmonics, a nice finals bid for Chippewa Falls. Since Rachel McElwam has been there, they've done maybe one to two a year, and so they missed finals a couple weeks ago at Altoona, and now this is the finals berth for the year so that they don't get shut out. And then in fifth place, the Reedsburg Corlears, very nice rebound competition for Reedsburg, had a couple of seventh places, I think, in recent memory, and so Reedsburg getting back into finals for the first time since Holman. And that seems like a million, billion, gazillion years ago at this point. So congratulations to Corlears on picking up another finals appearance. In fourth place, North St. Paul Northern Lights with the best crew and fan favorite captions. And then in third place, Bloomington Jefferson, Jefferson Connection. These are a couple of Minnesota groups that I think most people predicted would be third and fourth. I don't know if they predicted it in that order, all of them. So Jefferson coming out and showing that they are a very capable program. Remember, North St. Paul won the vocal caption at Altoona. So Bloomington Jefferson showing up in a big way here. In second place with Best Vocals, Best Band, and Nick Sagan picking up a Best Soloist Award is the Onalaska Hilltoppers. And in first place with Best Choreography and... Uh-oh. I have that name written super duper small on my page. Let me see if I can zoom in. I wrote down Jacob Russell, although something doesn't seem right there. So we'll go with Jacob Russell picking up a best soloist award. It is Bloomington Kennedy Rhythm in Gold. Bloomington Kennedy has just come out these past couple years and they have really shown that they are a very quality program. But I think... The bigger story here is that Onalaska definitely cut into Bloomington Kennedy's win considerably. A few weeks ago at West Salem, Bloomington Kennedy executed a clean sweep, and now of the three major captions, Onalaska took two here, which I think is a really good sign of progress in their program, picking up the best vocals caption and then also a best band caption. Uh, I'm sure that band caption meant a lot to those people in that program. I think there was lots of celebration over it and a, a really well-deserved and very timely caption for Onalaska there. That is about all the thoughts I had from Eau Claire. I don't know if there's a ton of like breathtaking news besides Chippewa Falls really taking home that sixth finalist spot that was up for grabs for a lot of people beating out West Salem, South St. Paul, and Eau Claire North, and then also on Alaska, really cutting into the Bloomington Kennedy win. I think those are really the two main takeaways that everybody can have from Winterfest. All right, the third competition that went on in the state this past weekend was Destination De Pere Let's Jam. I posted this on my Instagram at WI Show Choir on Sunday night. But I was a senior at De Pere when this competition started, so I was around for the start of it. It definitely has a very special place in my heart. I've been to all of them that have been, and I enjoy it every time. It never really feels real. I think it felt a little more real this year, but it's just so incredible to see something that I guess is still relatively new and kind of started when I was there. But anyways, enough about me being mushy and gushy and things like that. So much love to my home contest. In the middle school division, we had non-competitive groups. First one of the day was Red Smith Sussex Street Swing. I'm always impressed by the numbers that they put out. And with the numbers that they put out, it definitely tracks how Preble has two very strong groups numbers-wise uh, because they have a fantastic middle school feeder program. The second middle school group of the day was the De Pere Rockin' Redbirds. So much growth in this group from last year to this year. Last year, they were just an exhibition at Green Bay Southwest at the end of the season. This year, they were the winner of the New London Middle School Division right off the bat to start the season. And so this group has improved a lot from where they were last year. The third middle school group was the Bayview Show Choir. And this one, while they 
probably won't win any middle school divisions like they did last year. They read off that roughly two-thirds of their group, maybe up to three-quarters of the group, was kids that are entirely new to show choir this year. So some really big turnover for that program, and sometimes we talk about it on a high school level. It definitely matters on a middle school level too. So Bayview doing what they do best, which is just plug kids in and out. And now that they've got a high school feeder that we'll talk about in a little bit, things are definitely looking up for them. There was also an elementary school show choir. It was the Green Bay Chapel Elementary School Star Power. And I can't remember the last time I'd seen an elementary school show choir, probably at Green Bay East in 2020. But it was completely phenomenal for what I thought would happen from a middle school show choir. So congratulations to Chapel Star Power, Kevin Flogel, everybody over there. I don't think I met a single person who wasn't just completely blown off their feet by the caliber of that elementary school performance. Moving on to the high school divisions in the women's division, third place was Preble Rendezvous and taking home the best band caption for the overall prep and women's divisions. The main note I had in the Rendezvous show is that there's just a lot of growth going on. The New London show that I watched them at was definitely a little bit rough around the edges. You could tell that some people were still adjusting to high school show choir, and I think that this show was much more in the ballpark of the other two groups in the division than it was at New London. In second place was Sock Prairie YTBN. They took home best vocals for the overall prep and women's divisions. This show also improved a lot from what I saw at New London. Previously, one of my biggest gripes with this show is that the opener was just way too long. I think that they made some changes in the band charts, and they made some changes in the general energy of the show too, not just in the opener, but in the entire first half of the set, and it definitely paid dividends. Looking at the back half of the set, I think there's still some problems to be solved there. They wound up switching their back two songs. I still don't know if it's a perfect fit, just the energy that flows so well in the first half just kind of stagnates in the second half, but I think it's a good problem to have when I'm talking about the energy and not the vocals being awful or the choreography being horrendous or things like that. So Sock Prairie coming home second again to Sparta Rise of Adrenaline taking home the Best Choreography Award. I didn't see a ton with this show that was different than what it was at Holman. I think it's just a very solid women's show this year. And when you're a group that has majority doublers in the varsity group, I think honestly there might just be a a certain point where you got what you got with the women's show and you spend a lot of your rehearsal time on the varsity group. So regardless of that, Sparta still won the women's division in a split caption decision. And also a shout out to the women's division groups. They did take all three captions away from groups in the prep division. So those captions at Tapir were open to any non-varsity group and the prep division took all three. Moving on to the prep division in fourth place was Colby the Coalition. My thoughts on this show, I love the green dresses, they're back. I think these were the green dresses that Colby had in 2020. Colby had a short ballad, which I appreciate. A lot of times I think ballads are too long, so I appreciated Colby's short ballad. And then also with about 15 people on stage, maybe a little bit less, there is simply no hiding in this show. I mean, you can hide people in even like 30-person groups. You can't hide people in 15-people groups. And for what their numbers were and what their leadership situation is with no really true choir director for most of this year, I think they still did really well. I saw that down in Texas, one of the groups in the prep division at Fort Worth Southwest was a group of five people, and I'm like, wow, I have never seen a show choir that small. So congrats to Colby on sticking it out with under 15, but just know that like some other places in the country, that is definitely much closer to the norm than the outlier. In third place was Ash Wabanon Encore. This show, I didn't think progressed from when I saw it at New London. It lost a little bit of the vocal power and shine that I think kind of carried it to being just above Bayport at New London. I don't know if WSMA auditions had anything to do with it. I know that they had some people audition this day. I don't know if they were in the show or if they were missing people. The choreography, I think, was good. It wasn't like as great as it was at New London. But the one thing I will say is that I I really did enjoy the ballad that was a, a main source of enjoyment for me throughout the show. 
I'm always a sucker for ballad duets, and this one definitely had a very good one. In second place was Medford Momentum. This group has been kind of an interesting one to track all year. Didn't win the division at Holman, that went to DeForest. Won the prep division over Ashwaubenon and Bayport at New London, and now second here. I think this show has moments where you think, yes, this is a prep winning slash low varsity show. Those moments are just a little bit too few and far in between for what we needed to see out of that group. There are definitely certain performers contributing very much to that group, and there are certain performers that are contributing not as much, and they're only in their second season of competing. They're younger even than Bayport, who I'm going to talk about next, who's in its third year. And so that's just part of the growing pains of having a show choir is filling out a group of people who are comfortable doing show choir and have experience doing show choir and look natural doing show choir. And so I don't necessarily know if there's a ton they could do to fix that right now. It's just something that is going to have to come along with the process. Winning this prep division was Bayport Pandemonious. Third place at New London up to first place at Depeer. They jumped Ashwaubenon and Medford. The biggest thing that I noticed here, this is still a group that carries its weight vocally. They've definitely worked since New London to improve their show. The biggest thing that I noticed was dynamics, and this was something that I think separated them from some other prep groups. I think the overall stage presence got better with this group as well, and some of that might also be attributed to having a younger, more inexperienced group. And this is a group that I said would win a prep division at some point this year. I just didn't know when. Well, it came at De Pere, so congratulations to Bayport on extending their streak of winning a prep division every year they've competed up to three now. And they will face probably their toughest challenge of the season at Green Bay Southwest, their final competition there. They will match up with Nina Act 2, who has pretty much run the table in the prep division in the state for a couple of years now after the pandemic. So that will be a matchup that I will most definitely be watching. Ashwabanon will be there as well. Moving on to the varsity choirs. Prelim placements are up on the show choir website for this one. So in 10th place was Green Bay East. And Green Bay East had this weird kind of situation going on where there would be numbers where the vocals were good and the choreography was subpar and then the next number it would be a flip like the choreography would be good and the vocals would be subpar and so i think the ingredients are there but they just haven't mixed it all up yet you know they haven't yet baked the cake they are still adding the flour and the sugar and the eggs and then you got to mix that all up and bake it and then all of a sudden it's a finished product but it's a rebuild year, and I think they know that. New director, new choreographer, everything like that. And so as long as you get good notes from critique, I would still say this is a successful competition. Ninth place was the Janesville Craig Spotlighters. They did a, I believe, Persephone show. It was something about ancient Greece. I believe it was Persephone. Don't have my program in front of me. Definitely a fresh style of choreo, so I could tell with Mark Trainer Kwame and Zachary Pettit that this was not your run-of-the-mill Wisconsin choreographed show. You have a choreographer from North Dakota and a choreographer from Missouri. So definitely could tell that. The thing with Craig is that it felt like it was a full throttle or slam on the brakes show. The energy was like wild at certain points, and then it was kind of non-existent at others. Same thing for the vocal and visual discipline. There were certain sections that were pretty buttoned up, and then there were certain sections where you're like, this is getting a little bit out of hand. So this is a group that I think definitely has the potential to move forward a lot. And I said that about Green Bay East as well. But it's just a matter of tightening up those buttons. I think they're past the mixing stage and, and they're to the point where you've got to kind of make those finer touches. Maybe this is the decorating portion of the cake. And so Janesville, Craig... I don't know how much more progress they'll make this year, but I think they definitely have the baseline there. And I didn't see their show at all last year, but I definitely see how this group was a very consistent finals contender last year. In eighth place was Plymouth Momentum. The thing that jumped out to me is that all of their boys are tall. They don't have the biggest number of boys, but all of them are tall. And their tall boys do a great job with levels. They bend their hips, they bend their knees. 
a lot of times with bigger, taller people, levels and full extension of moves become an issue. Not with this group. I thought they were really well put together visually. I thought the staging was phenomenal throughout the show. I thought the vocals in the back half really clicked. There was some stuff in the front half with some band coverage and some tone issues and almost felt like some reaching to get to pitches. But the back half of the set, I think, was definitely a finals caliber set. I think Plymouth was probably closer to being in finals than they were to being out. And this is the, probably the best I've ever seen Plymouth. They will take their final crack at competition season this weekend at Logan, which we will talk about in just a little bit. In seventh place was Hamilton Synergy. This was a group that I picked to be fourth with best choreography, and that just goes that sometimes you take a swing and you miss the ball entirely, and then you trip on your own feet and you fall down in front of home plate. So Hamilton... The biggest thing I noticed is that there were some categories to be improved on vocally. Having only six guys is not an ideal situation, but there are plenty of groups this year with six to eight guys where the guys pull their weight. This was not one of those groups. It sounded like a girls group for most of the time. When their guys had soloists, their guys were great, but for the life of me, I could not hear them singing in the choir. And obviously that's one category in balance, but then it also kind of bleeds into the other categories as well. There was just some other stuff where I'm like, ooh, there could be some rehearsals done to clean up these vocals. The strong point of the show, I think, was the show design. The title of their show is Take Me to the River. I think most of us who've been around a little bit, we've all seen a, a kind of low effort water or river show. So I was kind of like, here we go again. But it was actually a really interesting show design. Although the cover story was Take Me to the River, it was definitely a more romancy set. And they had kind of a, a water arch in the back of the risers. And they had like water flows come across the stage in the form of banners in their fourth number. So I thought that was really cool. I don't really know what the light pillars on the side of the stage added. I thought maybe that was kind of like the homage to Fort Atkinson and their light pillars every year. But the Ellie Jordan choreography was definitely stylistic as advertised. I don't think it was the cleanest out of all of the groups I saw. And ultimately, Hamilton was on the outside looking in to finals. I believe they were on the outside by roughly five points. And this is a group that has one more competition left at Monona Grove this year. And they should be right in the thick of finals at Monona Grove. We will see just how much this group can improve and rebound from not making finals here. Something else I want to say about Hamilton, you know, cleared that prelim scrum at Sock Prairie by a fair margin, was on the outside of finals looking in here. That's just show choir, and it's flu season, it's sickness season, so sometimes you got people missing and you don't really know that coming in or things like that. But even if nothing was on paper off for Synergy, sometimes you just have those weekends and you just go out and you rebound stronger from it. So those are my thoughts on the first group out of finals, which is Hamilton Synergy. Moving on to the finalist groups in sixth place, New London Vision. This was the fifth place group in prelims. I remember not really liking their show at their home show because I thought it was too dark. I didn't really think it was too dark this time around. I think they transitioned to the colors pretty quickly. Their ballad definitely was one of the better ballads on the day. It was a pretty pure vocal showcase. And I thought that it definitely served its purpose. Noah Wright took home a Best Soloist Award here. Oh, and also for Hamilton, they took home the Best Crew Award. Sorry, trying to go with captions as I move along here. New London's energy got to where it needed to be in the closer, but I think it could have been around a couple more times and I would have still liked it. And that's going to be in contrast to a show that I'll talk about here in a little bit. But I really wanted just maybe 5% more from New London during their character numbers in their first half of their closer medley. Regardless for a group that was way far on the outside looking in of finals at Sauk Prairie, this is a phenomenal comeback effort for them and definitely sets them on the right path as they move forward in their competition season. In fifth place was Preble Center Stage. This was the third place group in prelims. This is a group that I don't think was vocally tight as they were at New London, although there were definitely a lot of pros to their singing. 
one of the main things that I noticed is that they were one of the only groups that had no over-singing. One of the main vocal problems that was pretty consistent throughout the day at De Pere was that certain performers tried to carry the choir and you could hear it. The stage mics were hot and Preble, it was very well blended. It was very well balanced. You could tell that everybody was singing to the best of their ability, but nobody was trying to be the superhero and take the show up to first place all the way by themselves. The thing here is that I just don't know what obvious growth opportunities there are for Preble. I look at that show and I'm like, okay, I'm like, that's a solid show. But then I look at it again and I'm like, I don't know where I would take this up from here. And so I guess that's part of the challenge is how do you get a show that's well rehearsed at the beginning of the season and still continue to improve it throughout the year? So that's going to be Preble's next challenge and we'll see them at Logan this Saturday. In fourth place was Sparta Upstage Adrenaline. They were sixth place in prelims, although they did get a slight penalty, so I believe they would have been in fourth in prelims had they not gotten the penalty. This is just such a vocally strong group. I am still kind of scratching my head a little bit about how they didn't make finals at Sock Prairie and especially why they were so low in the vocal score. But I guess that's just kind of water under the bridge now. The oversinging was a little bit of an issue here, but I think most other aspects of their singing were pretty well done. Their finals performance was a touch off their prelims performance, in my opinion. And kind of going along with that, they have such a strong opener that the set never really gets back to that point, save for maybe a little tiny bit at the end of the closer. It almost feels like they played all their cards in the opener, and then the show just kind of slogs along for a little bit. And I say slogs along very relatively because it's still a very entertaining show and it's not low energy or anything like that. It's just not at the level of the opener. And so that's another challenge as well when we talk about show pacing and things like that. It's something that you're almost too good for your own good, right? And so that's another challenge is just how do you go about navigating that and how do you look at that? And we'll see where Sparta goes from here. I believe their next competition is February 24th at the Marion Masquerade in Iowa. In third place, fourth place in prelims was Mantino Magic. This is the biggest apology that I owe everybody. I simply took the easy road out and I said, I haven't seen a Mantino show before. I don't really want to watch one from last year because I'm recording. And so I said, all right, I said they're on the outside of finals. And when this lineup first dropped in like November or December, I think I had Mantino in third place. I honestly think that I had them behind Sock Prairie and Sparta. And I should have just kept them at third place. Obviously, we had a little bit of switching around there. But Mantino, cannot say enough about them. People who know me know that I generally hold an animosity against the state of Illinois and all things. Mantino definitely surprised me and pleased me for an Illinois show choir. Their choreography was the most complex I saw all day, so shout out to their choreographer, Michael Talamonte. Was it the cleanest? No. Was it the most complex? Absolutely. Their dance breaks, I think when they get into that clean end-of-season form, their dance breaks are going to be ridiculous, and people should be watching out for them. They had so many guys. I don't know what the secret is in Illinois, but they had they had like 16 or 18 guys. Those are like only on Alaska level guys numbers here and maybe a couple other programs. So that was fantastic. Their vocal balance and their vocal depth was really good as a result of that. Their show was Wings to Fly, and I do have a couple gripes with this one. Number one, they did Lucky Strike by Maroon 5 for their closer, and I didn't really think that had anything to do with Wings or Flying. And the main reason I have an issue with it is that I have the perfect closer pick for them. It's called Wings by Little Mix, and it was the breakout show choir song of 2014. Everybody did it back in the day. Not as many people do it nowadays, but it seemed like a very natural closer pick. And then the closer pick was something that didn't mention wings or flying at all. So I was just a little bit confused there. I think when the guys and the girls were separated, the vocal tones suffered, especially after the ballad in both prelims and finals. Also, they had a smoke machine that only went off during prelims, or maybe it was some kind of air compressor. Either way, I don't believe they were penalized for it. But definitely something to look for, because Sotino also had a fog machine when I saw them at New London. So interesting to see more of these out-of-state choirs using those special effects. I don't know if it's just phasing out on the rulebooks, 
or what it is, but definitely something to watch out for there. Don't know where Mantino will be the rest of the year. They're hosting this weekend, I do believe. So whoever gets to see their show, it is a very solid show. In second place, first place after prelims is Sock Prairie Executive Session. In my opinion, they actually moved forward in finals. I think their energy finally got to a place where they had enough of it, but it wasn't totally out of control. One of my main gripes with the exec show at New London was that they had enough energy. It was just here, there, and everywhere, and it kind of left a disoriented or disorganized product on the stage. I think vocally especially, this energy got back to where it was at Holman, which before this was the best that I had seen their show. I think visually, there's still a little bit of a ways to go. Their choreography, for one, is a very certain style. There's lots of stomping, there's lots of jumping, things like that. It's kind of a take it or leave it proposition for judging panels. But even so, that is also terribly hard to clean because stomping makes noise and jumping, every it also makes noise. But everybody's feet is off the ground at the same time. So it's very easy to tell when it's not clean or not. And so that just makes the impetuous even more for clean choreography and things like that. So ultimately, I think I had Sock Prairie and the winning group pretty much tied in vocals. I think the winning group had a better visual show. Ultimately, I thought that Sock Prairie would win based off the way I saw it. However, the winning group was Toma Limited Edition. They were second place after prelims. They made up roughly a five-point gap on Sock Prairie to win the competition, although we'll get into final scoring in a little bit here. I've seen Thomas show so many times this year, it's hard to say new stuff about it. I did think that I saw their band director in the boat during finals and also pushing the boat maybe. So I don't think I'd seen that before. That was very interesting. Other than that, it was a pretty tight show, both vocally and visually. I don't know if I have a ton to talk about just in the vocals or choreography, and ultimately, just purely based off the merits of their show, I have absolutely no qualms with Toma winning. A couple of their kids were also nice enough to give me a shirt with the characters of their show on it. So that was very nice as well. From what I get, it's a limited, limited edition shirt. So congratulations to Toma. This is the third competition in a row that they've won. And they have won them three weeks in a row, all in the state of Wisconsin. And so I said... Huh, that's interesting. I bet that doesn't happen that often. Let me try and find out the last time that happened. And so I dug through all of the material that I had at my disposal, and so I came up with a few instances that are in the ballpark of this. We're going to start with Lacrosse Central. Lacrosse Central had plenty of three win streaks. They just seemingly never competed three weekends in a row ever, and I think that might have just been Mike Esser's choice as director as to not quote-unquote run the kids into the ground or things like that but lacrosse central never won three weekends in a row at least not that i could tell so that brings us to onalaska onalaska has won three competitions in a row on three consecutive weeks four different times so we're going to start in 2020 they won at broadhead north st paul and holman to swing from late february into early march in 2017, they won at Altoona, Bloomington, Kennedy, and Logan to swing from January into February. In 2003, they won Cedar Rapids, Jefferson, Holman, and Urbandale to run the entire back half of March. Cedar Rapids, Jefferson, and Urbandale both are Iowa competitions. And then in 1997, Onalaska won Sauk Prairie, Milliken, and Logan to sweep the first three weeks of February. That Sauk Prairie competition was February 1st. Milliken, which is in central Illinois, February 8th, and Logan, February 15th. So it's interesting to see where some of these Wisconsin competitions move from time to time. That then leads me to the only other recorded instance that I could find of a group winning three competitions on three consecutive weeks in the state of Wisconsin. Caveat. If there are more experienced people listening to this podcast and they know of another time it has happened, I'm all ears. Please get in touch with me, wishowchoir at gmail.com, and I'll definitely include it on the next episode. But the only time that I could find was in 1991 when Arrowhead Broadway Bound won the St. Norbert College Swing Choir Carnival on February 2nd, the Logan Showcase on February 9th, 
and the Sauk Prairie Executive Session Invitational on February 16th. So yeah, it's been a while since this has happened. So congratulations on a once in 25, once in 30 year feat for Toma Limited Edition. Three wins. They will head to Logan this weekend to try and make it four in a row. And we will talk about that in just a second. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the hosts at De Pure for just a little bit. The Chicago Street Singers, I mean, it's a classic girls show. They've got a really great character number, classic show choir songs, such as Tell Your Heart to Beat Again, everything that a girls show should be. And for the jam session, I love the evolution props that I'm seeing throughout the season. The show definitely has a little bit more life than I saw it at the beginning of the season. And then also the set definitely seems a little similar to their 2018 set, which was all about transportation, I guess, and voyages. There was a song about a sea cruise and a bicycle race and a highway and things like that. And so while on the run, I think is a more specific theme. I think there are definitely similarities to it. And I'm excited to see where it goes for the rest of the year. Okay, I said I would talk about final scoring real quick, and I am going to talk about it real quick. Don't have the time to just talk about it for a ton of time. DePierre was using Ordinal Consensus for their finals, which ultimately means that it goes by the group that the most number of judges ranked the highest out of the remaining groups. So there were five judges on the finals panel, and Toma was actually the only group that received multiple first place votes. Sock Prairie, Preble, and New London actually all received first place votes as well, and so that made it a very easy calculation for first place. Toma had the most highest votes right off the bat, and so eventually you filter down Sock Prairie, Mantino, Sparta, Preble, New London, and... That was that. I will say it was interesting to see the first, second, fifth, and sixth place groups get first place votes. So definitely a tight finals field here at Tapir. I think I had Toma and Sock Prairie switched, but besides that, I think my on the spot how I saw finals were pretty much accurate with the panel. So I don't really have any qualms with the way this one shook out. All right, moving on to the preview portion of today's podcast. First, we are going to cover the groups that are going out of state this weekend. We have got groups at just one competition, and that is the North St. Paul Rock the North. In the prep division, we've got Medford and Colby, and then in the women's division, Sauk Prairie YTBN, and in the varsity division, Altoona and Sauk Prairie. This has much less Wisconsin representation than North St. Paul a year ago when Toma, Sparta, Eau Claire, North, and Holman were all there. And so this is much more of a Minnesota competition now. I think there was actually a Wisconsin majority here last year. So none of the Wisconsin finalist groups from a year ago return, but we will still have some interesting matchups. The entire prep division is from Wisconsin, that is Medford and Colby. And then in the women's division, YTBN, is probably going to have a pretty stout matchup versus Hastings Dynamic Edition. So I would say if YTBN can come out on top or even in the top two of the women's division, it would be a good day for them. And then in terms of the varsity division, I think it's going to be an uphill battle for Altoona to make finals. But I would say that executive session, the door is definitely open for a top three finish. Hastings and Waconia are probably going to run away with this one. This is just another one of those classic Minnesota powerhouse matchups between nationally elite programs. And then behind them, there is Bloomington Jefferson and Totino Grace from Minnesota. Sauk Prairie already beat Totino Grace at New London earlier this year. Bloomington Jefferson was third at Eau Claire Memorial this past weekend. We will see where things shake. Ultimately, I think I will have confidence in Sauk Prairie to do that. I thought they were just a nick behind Toma at De Pere. And so I think that bodes very well for them, hopefully grabbing the final podium spot at North St. Paul. Now we're going to move to the Logan Showcase. This one is a two-day event, so it's great to see it get back to two days. It was only one day last year. They went from 12 choirs last year to 19 choirs this year. So the Friday Night Middle School Division, we've got Holman Midwest Connection on Alaska Top of the Middle and in the Middle. Lacrosse Star Power Alpha and Star Power Omega, and then West Salem Crescendo. 
As for top three here, I would not be surprised at all to see the results of last week repeat themselves. Holman on top on Alaska in second and lacrosse in third. But it is middle school show choir, so leaving the door open for other things to happen there, I don't really have any other insight besides that. Moving on to the prep division, we've got Preble Rendezvous and Onalaska Express. Express is the defending fourth place finisher in this event. I would expect Express to win the division. Would be a big upset if Rendezvous does. So good luck to both groups in the prep division there. Looking at this varsity division, this is definitely a much improved varsity division from last year. This is where most of the gains in this competition come up. In fact, I think there were actually three groups in the prep division last year. So smaller prep division than last year, but a way bigger varsity division than last year for Logan. We've got Western Dubuque, Fifth Avenue, Toma Limited Edition, Preble Center Stage, West Salem Sensations, Holman Midwest Express, Green Bay Southwest Spotlight Singers, Lacrosse Central Grand Central Station, and then four returning finalists from last year, Chippewa Falls Chai High Harmonics, the defending fifth place finisher, Plymouth Momentum, the defending third place finisher, Wallet Catholic Impulse, the defending runner-up, and the defending champion of this event, the Onalaska Hilltoppers. So we do have a couple groups coming in from out of state. We've got Western Dubuque, and we've got Wallert. Wallert was very much an upstart here last year. They took best choreography away from Onalaska, but that was really their one big flash in the pan for last season. They generally compete in Iowa, which is much tougher of a circuit than Wisconsin is. They're a 3A choir in Iowa, which is the second division down, and so they really don't get to shine a lot. So they came to Wisconsin last year, definitely showed up in a big way. They were sixth place at West Salem earlier this season, so I think that might be behind where a lot of people expected them to be. They were under Eau Claire Memorial, which I think a lot of people do be sleeping on Memorial, but for what it's worth, don't know if they're as strong of a group this year as they were last year. We've also got Western Dubuque, which is definitely another rising star in the Eastern Iowa show choir scene. It's hard to make a lot of noise with Cedar Rapids groups, but Fifth Ave is doing a good job of it. In terms of where I think groups will be finals-wise, in the groups that I don't see a realistic path to finals for, I have Green Bay Southwest, West Salem, and Chippewa Falls. Ultimately, two of these groups, Southwest and West Salem, haven't made finals so far this year, and Chippewa Falls did make finals last week, but I think the field here is definitely much deeper than that. In the should-make-finals category, I have Toma, Lacrosse Central, and Onalaska, just in performance order during the day here. And these are the three groups out of the lineup that I think have been the most consistent this year. Take Toma's miss at Holman out of it. I think that show turned a very defined corner. And these are three groups that I would be terribly and completely shocked if any of them missed out on finals. So... I would pen them in for finals. Groups that I would pencil in for finals, I have Holman, Western Dubuque, and Preble. Western Dubuque has had some weather issues with their season and things like that, so they're a little tough to get a handle on, but they were a solid finals caliber group earlier this season. They beat some good Iowa programs. I think they beat Iowa City Liberty, which was a grand champion group last year in Iowa, and I expect them to be here. Holman seems to be a group that always does well in prelims, and so when you're talking about tougher fields like this, maybe this isn't the toughest field they'll see all season, but especially being a choir that seems to shine in prelims, I have Holman in here. And then Preble, I don't know if I'm as sold on Preble as a lot of adjudicators are, but I will respect that there's got to be something there, considering multiple panels have now thought very highly of center stage. So I'll put Preble in here as well. It is interesting to see both Preble and Southwest here. Usually when you see the, the Green Bay proper choirs, not talking about De Pere, but the choirs from the city of Green Bay, Preble, Southwest, and East, when they get outside of the area, it's usually to like Monona Grove, Fort Atkinson, John Hersey, somewhere in the Southeast. You don't really see them out West a lot. And so it's interesting to have not one, but two Green Bay Choirs here. I have Preble representing the eastern region of the state in finals here. My biggest question mark, and I touched on this earlier, is Wallert. I simply just don't know where they're at right now because my closest barometer was that they lost to In Order, Eau Claire Memorial, and then also 
North St. Paul, and I believe Bloomington Jefferson was the third group at West Salem that they were right behind. Drawing a blank on that. But there's just not a lot of transitive property that you can apply here. And so I ultimately have Wallard on the outside looking in. I like to think this is different than the Mantino mistake that I made last week where I just didn't know anything about them. This time I really did take a look at the results and it's like ultimately I have not seen enough good solid results out of them for me to be confident in putting them in finals here. And so ultimately I may be forced to eat it and the group that was second place here last year with a major caption has a very good chance at making finals. It's definitely not a lockout by any stretch of the imagination but i do think that it's not a majority chance i think it's an under 50 percent chance just based off of how i'm handicapping it that gets us to the last group in this competition and that's plymouth momentum i really hesitated and balked against putting them in the totally out of finals category i think they have a shot i think it's not a big shot by any stretch and probably a little bit of a smaller shot than Wallert. But if Wallert is not everything that is super cracked up to be, and then one of either Holman or Western Dubuque or Preble stumbles during prelims, I think that Plymouth could definitely be there to pick up the pieces. They are the defending third place group from this competition a year ago, so they found success here. This would be their only finals appearance on the year if they made it. Granted, they did go to one competition that didn't have finals. But Plymouth potentially looking at that final competition turnaround. I believe this is also the final competition for Chippewa Falls. And I don't think there are any other ones where it's the final competition of the year. But it's crazy to start seeing comp seasons wrap up. So with that being said... My predictions for this competition in 6th place Holman Midwest Express, in 5th place Preble Center Stage, in 4th place Western Dubuque 5th Avenue, in 3rd place Lacrosse Central Grand Central Station, in 2nd place Toma Limited Edition, and then in 1st place with the three major captions, band, vocals, choreo, the Onalaska Hilltoppers. It feels weird that we're part of the way into the February month and we have not put Onalaska in the win column yet. They've gone up against very super duper talented choirs throughout their season so far this year, but I think this is the time that Onalaska gets in the win column. I think they're definitely the group to beat here. If either Toma or Lacrosse Central pull it out and beat them, that would be a real true crowning moment for both of those programs. Toma on an unprecedented four-week-in-a-row winning streak if this would happen, and then Lacrosse Central getting back in the win column for the first time in a long time. So, if either of those two can ascend to the top spot, we will have tons to talk about next week, but I do fully expect to see Onalaska take away the win here. As for the showquire.com prediction tip, I really don't have one. The predictions right now, the community predictions, that is, they look pretty closely to what I have, so I guess this just defaults to the, if you want to make up points on the community, put the group in who's not in the community consensus right now, and that would be Wallert, who's on the outside looking in. I think Holman is in that sixth spot, and so ultimately I would maybe swap Wallert in for Holman if you want to make points up on the community consensus, but that's simply if you want to take a long shot and hopefully see your name on that top seven leaderboard. All right, moving on to the Fort Atkinson Showcase. This is another two-day event here. On Friday night, we have the DeForest Middle School Crescendos. Mayville Middle School Next Edition, New London Middle School First Sight, and the St. Michael Parish School Shine from Wheaton, Illinois. So this one, definitely a very interesting middle school division. You have DeForest coming off of a no placement at Lacrosse Central this past weekend. New London coming off of beating Mayville at Sauk Prairie a couple weeks ago. St. Michael from a different state starting their season two. So ultimately, I'm just going to toss darts at a board and make predictions for this one. The way I see it, DeForest, 4th place, New London, 3rd place, St. Michael, 2nd place, Mayville, 1st place. So that's how I have the Fort Atkinson Middle School Division. And then in the Women's Division, kicking off Saturday morning, we have in performance order, Monona Grove, Silver Dimension, Chesterton Drifters from Indiana, and Milton Octave Above. Chesterton's girls are perhaps not one of the best in Indiana, but as soon as they get outside of Indiana, they're a pretty darn good girls group. I would fully expect them to take the win here. 
Minota Grove has done well in women's divisions so far this year as well. They are my second place pick, and then Milton is just kind of by default the last group left in the division. Moving on to another super interesting division we have in the prep division, the Crete Monique Cavaliers from Illinois, Broadhead, Parkview Judah, Guys and Dolls, Mundelein Reverb, also from Illinois, and Nina Act 2. Mundelein Reverb did very well in the combined women's prep division at Sauk Prairie a couple weeks ago, where they beat Broadhead. Nina Act 2 had On Alaska taken away from them as a performance opportunity earlier this year, so this is their first competition of the season. And then Crete Moni is in Illinois' festival division, like small mixed division, although I don't necessarily know if it's based on group size. So I think the last time Crete Moni was in Wisconsin was Sauk Prairie 2019, 18? I think either 19 or 18, maybe 20. Definitely before the pandemic, they were a varsity choir back then. So they're a prep choir now. I think Crete Moni is the biggest wild card in this group simply because they come from a full-fledged Illinois division and not a quote-unquote prep division like the rest of these groups. Ultimately, the way I have things shaking down, Mundelein is the group with a proven track record so far this season, so I'll take Reverb at the top, followed by Crete Moni because that's kind of a varsity group, and then Nina Act 2 in third and Broadhead in fourth. It feels crazy for me to put Nina Act 2 at the bottom of a podium, but it's where it is, and I would love to be proven wrong as always. So now we move on to an 11 choir varsity division. This isn't the 14 that Holman had or that Sauk Prairie had or the 13 that Onalaska was supposed to have, but it definitely pulls its own weight nonetheless, and we'll cover that in a second here really quick. In performance order throughout the afternoon, New London Vision, Chesterton, Indiana, Sandpipers, Burlington B. Jazzled, Bettendorf, Iowa, Surround Sound, Milton Correlation, the Reedsburg Corlears, and then five returning finalists, from last year, 6th place, Mayville Cardinal Singers, 5th place, Monona Grove, Silver Dimension, 4th place, Craig Spotlighters, 3rd place, Nina Vintage, and 1st place, Mundelein Sound. Definitely an interesting lineup here. We've got some Indiana representation in this division. We've got some Iowa representation in this division. And we've got a heck of a bunch of Wisconsin choirs who are looking to make a statement as we get to the middle slash end portions of this season. The two groups that I have in this division are Chesterton and Mundelein. No shocker, we talk about out-of-state groups coming in all the time and running over Wisconsin competitions. I do think that these two groups are the only ones that I am fully confident in putting in finals, and we'll see why in a little bit. In the groups that I see a very uphill battle for in terms of finals, I've Burlington, Craig, and Bettendorf. None of these groups have really popped off the page to me. I saw Craig last week and then Burlington and Bettendorf just looking on paper. I think they are behind everybody else by a step or two. Not saying that can't be made up, but there are just a lot of choirs going for not a ton of spots, and I kind of have them all at the same place. So we're going to move on to what I call, quote unquote, the mess, and this includes Nina, Monona Grove, Mayville, Reedsburg, Milton, and New London for four finalist spots behind Mundelein and Chesterton. So we have six choirs who kind of all have similar stories throughout the season. We have Nina, whose only competition so far has been Holman, missed finals there with a time penalty, don't exactly know where they would have been without because prelims were scored on ordinal rankings. Monona Grove, who cashed a solid low finals appearance at Milton earlier this year after missing at Holman. Mayville, another group who missed finals at Holman, they cashed a finals appearance at New London before missing at Sauk Prairie. Reedsburg, a group who made finals at Holman, then missed finals at New London and Sauk Prairie, and were back in finals at Eau Claire. Milton, whose only competition so far has been Sauk Prairie, they missed finals there but were close, and they were in that group that was fighting within fractions of points. And then New London Vision, who is behind the glob at Sauk Prairie, but then made finals at De Pere and were not the last group in. And in terms of head-to-head matchups, a lot of these groups, four of these six, were at Holman. Obviously, a lot has changed since then. Monona Grove was at Milton. Mayville and Reedsburg were at New London. 
Mayville, Reedsburg, Milton, and New London were all at Sauk Prairie, so four of them there, and that's a little bit more of a recent competition. But ultimately, these shows are all so close together that I don't really have any surefire way of saying who's going to make finals or not. I think this is just one of those weekends where we have to sit back and let the shows play out and let the panel make their decisions, and whatever happens, happens. I don't think there is a single favorite or unfavorite out of this group. I think all six are pretty much about as even as you can have them. I guess perhaps Reedsburg and New London are a step ahead because they made finals last weekend, but ultimately I don't think it's that much of an advantage. Reedsburg 5th, New London 6th, their respective competitions. So this is going to be a fantastic division to watch if you're going to be at Fort Atkinson. I know it's tough, but I would highly recommend sticking in the gym for all of these six choirs, just so you feel like you know where this division will shake out. Actually, I think Fort Atkinson might be in the auditorium, so forgive me if I just said gym and that was wrong. So regardless, here are my predictions for this in sixth place, Milton Correlation, in fifth place, Nina Vintage, fourth place, Reedsburg Corlears, third place, New London Vintage, Second place, Mundelein Sound. First place, Bring Out the Broom. All three major captions, Chesterton Sandpipers. Who does this put on the outside of finals? It puts Monona Grove, Mayville, and the other groups that I said are Uphill, Craig, Bettendorf, Burlington. Ultimately, in terms of where I come up with these things, New London and Reedsburg do have the most recent success. Nina, I think, showed the most promise to me when I was at Holman. And then Milton, this is honestly a big flyer pick for me. Milton has not had the greatest of last couple years, but new director this year. And one thing about new director shows is that we see them grow a lot throughout the year. I know that Milton has had people in working on that show throughout the season. So I'm going to take a flyer here. I'm going to say that Milton is going to take a step up and that they will claim the sixth finalist spot. I think if they do make finals here, this drastically changes the outlook that a lot of people have on Milton because it's not like... It's Sparta and you're making finals because there are only six high school groups there and everybody gets a finals ticket. This is your beating several good choirs. Ultimately, who do I have out? I have Mayville out. I think it's just been a little too inconsistent for my liking. Clean the choreography, tighten the vocals. Obviously easier said than done. They're probably there. Monona Grove as well. I just didn't see a lot of juice in their performance at Holman. Ultimately, it was just a gut feeling that led me to leave them out of finals. As always, I love to be proven wrong, and I will circle back to what I said just a couple minutes ago. This is one of those divisions where I'm just going to sit back and watch all of these choirs. And at the end of it, I may have my rankings, and I may see things very differently than the panel does things. I'm not even going to call them predictions. I'm just going to call it how I see it, because I, I'm done playing the prediction game and matching my one opinion up to however many opinions are on the prelim panel at Fort Atkinson, but ultimately there are going to be four groups out of this six that notch a very solid finals appearance, and there are probably going to be two that don't, maybe three if someone sneaks in from the uphill battle group, but that's just how it goes, and I will be at Fort Atkinson. I think I did let that slip. I'm very excited to be going. I will be there on Saturday, not on Friday. It is my first time going, and so not often these days do I go to a competition for the first time. I've been around the block and the blocks that I have been around, I like to go around again. So I'm excited to go to Fort Atkinson. The one question I do have, what's the good concession play? I don't want to be caught out in line and not knowing what to get. So if Fort Atkinson has any standout concession items, please do let me know because I'm all about that good competition food. As for the showquire.com prediction tips, I don't have any. I have no idea who's going to make finals here. Just go with your gut, and I'm sure the predictions will be so varied that if you go with your gut and your gut winds up being right, you're going to be sitting in a phenomenal place. So that's that. I'm sorry to come up short on that segment, but we are at roughly an hour right now, which means that I need to get out of your ears so you can get to your next podcast or playlist. There will be memes dropping on the Instagram account Thursday at WI Show Choir, so make sure to send in memes from this past weekend if you haven't yet. If you want to get in touch regarding anything, who is the last group to win three weeks in a row in state, any other factual things that I may have gotten wrong, anything like that. Questions, comments, thoughts, Instagram DMs work great or wishowchoir at gmail.com. That works too. As always, if you could subscribe to the podcast and hit the notification bell so that you know when new episodes drop and you don't have to wait for my Instagram post about it, 
that would be great. If you want to give the podcast a rating or even a written review, that would be phenomenal if you're listening on iTunes. And if you want to tell your friends about the podcast, that would be phenomenal as well. If you've listened through an hour of me talking, you're a real one, and I really do appreciate it. This is the last really super duper huge weekend. We've got two big competitions in state. We've got a third one with big Wisconsin representation. It really does tail down here. We've got a couple competitions on the 17th. And then after that, it does get barren. So please, if you're competing, if you're spectating, enjoy this weekend. It's one of the last big ones of the year. And it's crazy to say that on February 6th, but that's just where we're at. So please, everyone stay safe and stay healthy. This is William Soakey saying goodbye until the next Wisconsin Show Choir Download. (laughs) 